Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Welcome! You're listening to Flaunt, the podcast for women ready to get to know themselves and show themselves unapologetically for who they authentically are, not who they think they should be, so they can re-choreograph the next stage of their life on their own terms and live with enthusiasm, joy, and satisfaction. Did you know that only 8% of people keep or succeed at their New Year's resolutions. Totally crazy, isn't it? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Resolutions. Whether it's losing weight, or stopping smoking, or getting a new job, or figuring out who you want to be when you grow up, by January 15th, apparently that's like some sort of magical date or something, that is the date where most people give up on their resolutions, which is actually really crazy if you think about it, because that's not even a month out. Okay, so then what I start thinking is something is wrong with that. And I want to figure out why. Because people don't set resolutions lightly. It's something that I think most people really want. Most people really want to change. As a hypnotherapist, I know people legitimately and honestly want to change and that it's hard. I'm Laura Cheadle, and I'm a former corporate attorney turned burlesque dancer, author, and life choreographer. And change is my thing. And today we're going to take a deep dive into resolutions, Resolutions that work, resolutions that fail. So wherever you are at with your resolutions, after today's show, you will have the skills and the tools and the tricks necessary to fulfill your resolutions going forward. Because like I was saying, when we make a resolution, we do have some desire for change. That's human nature. We're creative beings. We're created in the image and likeness of the creator, and we are creators. So really, a resolution is nothing more than the desire and the drive to create. And you know me, I am a creative being, and I am all about creating. So let's get into today's show. Last week, we talked about vision boards, why they work, why they don't work, and the three steps necessary to create a vision board that actually does work. Vision boards and resolutions are different animals, but there is some overlap. They do have some similarities. And if you really want to make this next year different, 
If you really want to finally manifest, create exactly the life you want, to get exactly the relationships that you want, then I highly recommend checking out that show too, or at least reading the blog that goes with it. That blog can be found at lauracheadle.com slash blog, blog with no S. And it's Laura, L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com blog. And you can find it right there. Now, for today's resolution show, like I said, when we create a resolution, we've got some sort of a desire, a desire to change something, a desire to be better at something, but we've got some sort of a desire. That's the first thing that I want to talk about, your desires, joy and pain. Hmm. If we're talking about desires and a good thing, why did you just throw in pain, Laura? (laughs) Well, that's because most of us have some sort of a defining moment that happens. We see a picture of ourselves, and we go, oh, that's not how I thought I looked. I don't ever want to look like that again. And then we decide to lose weight. Or push comes to shove and we're confronted with something. Wow, I have been killing myself in this job for years and I was just passed over for another promotion. And because of this incident, I now have no further opportunities for advancement at this company. Bam, defining moment. Ouch, rejection. I know for me, when I learned about my husband's infidelity, bam, defining moment. I have to do something to create change now. Same thing if you got a diagnosis. If you find out you've got diabetes or breast cancer or, you know, anything, bam, it's a defining moment. And yeah, it's pain. And usually it's the pain that gets us to act. It's so frustrating because human nature is to put off doing something about something until we have to. Going back to the infidelity, just because that is the story that I know the most intimately. We went to an affair recovery weekend shortly thereafter, and we learned all of this incredible relationship stuff. And every single couple there at one point during the weekend would say, why didn't I know this when I was dating? Why didn't somebody teach this to me in a pre-marriage workshop? Why don't we know these things? Why didn't we understand this? And the answer was, and I believe this to be true, nobody cares because they think it's not going to happen to them. Wow. We think it's not going to happen to us. 70% of marriages experience some sort of infidelity. Guess what? It is 
going to happen to you. Statistically speaking, it is going to happen to you. And if you're in the lucky 30% where it doesn't, that's good. But shouldn't you know these skills anyway? Same thing with losing our health or with gaining weight. That's not going to happen to me. I'm healthy. I'm active. That's not going to happen to me. I raised my kids right. My kids aren't going to do whatever. That's not going to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. It takes that inciting event, that painful incident for us to go, ouch, I got to do something about this. So understand that it is human nature to put off until tomorrow, (laughs) that which we don't have to do today. What is your why in creating your resolution? What happened? What happened that caused you to decide, I've got to deal with this now. I've got to stop smoking. I've got to lose this weight. I have got to do whatever it is. Fill in the blank. This year, I resolved to fill it in. Because blank. Now, I'm going to be quiet for a second, and I'm going to let you think about that because I want you to really focus on what that was. This year, I resolved to because. That because is difficult, but that's really the key. It's the key for several reasons. It's the key because it helps you focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want. You've got to know where you're going in order to get there. And yeah, we did talk about that quite a bit last week, but you've got to know where you're going. This year, I want to lose 20 pounds because. Did you say something along the lines of, because I'm sick of being this way, because I'm sick of looking this way, because, and you focused right back on the problem again? What is the positive? Because I want to move with comfort and grace and ease. Because I want to look down at my body and feel comfort in my joy in my joints because I want to have joy and getting on the floor and playing with my kids. What are all of your becauses that are your positive becauses? Why? So think about the incident. What was that tipping point that moved you into this resolution? And why? Why do you want it? That's the joy and that's the pain. And it's so important to bring that joy and that pain together in understanding and having that cognitive understanding of what I want. I saw a picture of myself at Thanksgiving and I was disgusted with myself. I was ashamed. I felt embarrassed. 
I never want to feel that way again. I am choosing to lose 20 pounds because I want to feel good. I want my outsides to match the way I perceive me on the inside. I want to be here for my kids and for my grandkids. I want the pride of looking down at my own body and being like, yes, I love this. It feels good. I want to be happy and joyful. Think of all of those joy and pain moments, the incident and the why. That is the first step in truly creating and succeeding at your resolution. I started by talking about desire. Desire is fun when we want something. We want it because it's fun. Why do you want to go on vacation? It's fun. I say this so often when I talk about the F in flaunt. For those of you who were new to the show, flaunt is an acronym and it stands for find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative and trust in your truth. And that F, that find your fetish, I always talk about and ask my listeners, why do kids play? Kids play because it's fun. Humans do things because it's fun. We eat food because it tastes good. We stretch and move our bodies because it feels good. We connect and have relationships with others because it feels good. We're motivated by fun. Oh my gosh, there is this puritanical belief in society somehow crept its way in and is still there that if it's fun, it's wrong. That good things come through hard work and sacrifice. Sacrifice has its place. Hard work has its place. Yes, but life is fun. We're driven by fun. There's nothing wrong with that because it's the fun that makes our lives worth living. Desire is good. So how can you differentiate between the I should resolutions that might look really, really good on the outside, (laughs) but that require sacrifice and doing and hard work and the I desire resolutions that feel good on the inside, that make you proud, that make you smile, that bring you joy, that require you to slip into a state of being so you can be happy, joyful, excited, positive. The I desire resolutions will get you there. The I should resolutions just beat you up a little bit. It's the difference between the carrot and the stick. Now, as you know, or maybe you don't know, I'm a hypnotherapist and I'm a life choreographer. The reason my programs are so successful is because I have fun. I like to have fun. And I encourage my people to have fun. You have no idea how many times people have said to me, 
I have tried to change so many different times, but this is fun. And I changed without realizing I'm changing. And it's like, yes, that's the key. We take care of things that we love. We take care of things that we love. Think about your closet. Think about the clothes that you love, that you look good in, that you feel good in. Do you throw them on the floor when you're done wearing them? Or do you drape them over something? Do you put them on a hanger? Think about the clothes that you hate, that uh, are old or worn out or never look quite right on you. Those are the ones that get tossed in the, you know, the corner of your closet. We take care of the things that we love. Think about everything in your life. If you have a car, a new car, and you love it, you clean it, (laughs) you don't trash it, you park away from the other cars, you take care of it versus the old clunker that you've had for 100 million years that you absolutely hate. Eh, park it anywhere, eh, crash into that, eh, toss it in the back seat. It's a total different mindset and energy. We take care of the things that we love. What are you doing with your resolution? Are you creating something that you love so you will take care of it? Or are you doing something because you hate? Because you're sick of it. Move into that desire and take care of what you love. As a part of that, it's so important for us, for you, for you to be happy now, even when your life is a hot mess, even if you hate the way you look, even if lots of bad things are happening. It's so important to be happy now. And when I when I talk about happiness, I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about like this fake happiness. Just put on a smile and get through. That's not what I'm talking about. Sparkle is the ability to feel joy, satisfaction, and enthusiasm for life in spite of it all. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to be up and down. But happiness is not contingent on stuff that's going on around you. Happiness is contingent on you. You can be happy no matter what's going on around you. And you should, and I hate the word should, but you should be mindful of that. We're so used to letting ourselves just be blown around. Oh, it's a good day. Oh, it's a bad day. Oh, this happened. Oh, yes, things happen every day. Good things and bad things happen every day. And the more you train your mind to see the negative, the more negative you see. And conversely, the more you train your mind to see the positive, the more positive you see. especially when you're changing, especially 
when you're trying to rewire your brain, especially when you've had this inciting incident, this negative incident, and you all of a sudden are like, I have got to take control and change, especially when that happens. Is it important for you to focus on feeling happy now? Being happy on the journey and not waiting until you get to the destination in order to be happy. Do not waste another day being miserable or frustrated or embarrassed. If you are one of those hundreds of people who has looked at a picture of yourself and went, whoa, 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 that is not me and I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed and I'm making a change now, that is okay. Take that embarrassment, take that shame, take that frustration. And yes, use it to spur you to that next level. But don't spend the entire time, don't waste it being frustrated and embarrassed. Knowing that you are on the journey can bring joy. Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham Hicks, has always been one of my favorites. And one of the stories that she tells in one of the YouTube videos, and I'm sure it's in a book somewhere, although I don't know which one, is if you think about a rafting trip, the joy is rafting down the river. It's navigating the rapids. It's going over. It's the thrill. And where are we going to dump out? And are we going to, you know, dump out or not? And woo, it's the splash. And ooh, this is hard. And we all work together. That's where the fun is. You would never get the raft out at the beginning of the river and then say, that looks like a tough journey. Put the raft in the car, drive it to the end and put the raft back in the river and say, yes, I made it. That's not where the fun is. And that's the same way with your journey when you are setting a resolution and trying to change. Yes, you want to be at the ending point, but I guarantee you the joy is not at that ending point. The ending point is not what it's about. (laughs) Think about that. The ending point is not what it's about. It's about the journey and the skills that you learn along the way and how you develop and become as a human. It's about falling out of the raft and crashing into a rapid. It's about getting hit in the face. It's about working together. It's about the journey. We're going to take a couple of minutes away for a commercial break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the illusion of success. We're going to talk about some of that work behind the program, what it takes to actually enjoy that journey and make sure it's a successful journey. Because it's one thing to say, enjoy the journey, which you should. But if you're enjoying the journey and then you're on the journey forever and it never gets you to where you want to be, there's kind of no point in that either. So we're going to talk about some of the nuts and bolts about getting into that journey and defining that success. And a resolution is the resolve to change the way you live and experience life. So we're going to get into that a little bit too. But for now, we're going to take a quick commercial break about, ah, I'm so excited, my new free to flaunt program that is going to help you 
actually create and sustain the outcome of your resolutions. So we will be right back. According to Harvard's Health and Happiness Study, the number one way to find happiness is to feel good. And Laura's 90-day Fit to Flop program is all about feeling good every day. If you're sick and tired of the unhealthy, unrealistic, and unattainable goals that the diet and fitness industry shoves at us all, then Fit to Flaunt is the program for you. Based on your goals, your body, your lifestyle, and most importantly, how you feel, Fit to Flaunt will change the way you think about health, happiness, and most importantly, yourself. For more information, go to www.lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com because the program starts soon <laughs> and fills up fast. And we are back talking about resolutions and how to <laughs> create a resolution that works. How to actually not give up on your resolution like everybody else in the world, 8% of the people out there keep their resolutions, only 8%. Holy cow, that is abysmal, wouldn't you say? Anyway, when you create a resolution, usually in a, a negative incident has happened that's made you go, whoa, no more, I've got to change. What we talked about before the break was moving into the joy around that, moving into the desire, enjoying the journey, getting out of the I should, I've got to, this is awful, and moving into the I desire, I want to look this way, I want to feel this way, I want to connect this way, I want to meet these people, I want to have this, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want is so good. And second thing we're talking about is the work that it takes to get there. The work that it takes to get there. So many people think there's a shortcut. Oh my gosh, there's no shortcut. <laughs> of course, there's some hacks, there's some tips, there's some tools, there's some tricks that can make things easier, but there is never a shortcut. There is not a pill that you can take that is going to get you what you want. I don't care what it is. Good marriages take a lot of work. Raising kids takes a lot of work. Getting through school, getting through, you know, trade schools, academic programs, certification programs, it takes work. Losing weight takes work. Learning how to play the piano or be a good cook takes work. Rewiring your brain takes work. I don't care what it is. Everything takes work. There's some mindset issues around work. Is it joy or is it pain? Going back to the very first thing that we talked about. Work can be really fun. Work can be really fun. There's things that are exhausting too. There's things that aren't so much fun either, but you've got to work. So often we fake it. I'm guilty of it. Maybe you're guilty of it too. I was trying so hard, blah, 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 but you really weren't. <laughs> Have you ever written down the food that you eat? <coughs> 
done a diet journal? And have you ever <laughs> not written down that piece of chocolate or that piece of cake or whatever it was because you didn't want it to reflect in your, in your journal? I've done that. <laughs> I'm going to write down everything I eat. Oh, but not that because I shouldn't have eaten it. We all fake it. That's okay. But try to get really honest with yourself. Try to figure out, where am I lying? Where am I faking it? And who am I faking it for? That's the question underneath. Who am I faking it for? Being successful at your resolutions require that you define your own standards of success and that you validate yourself. Being successful requires you to define your own standards for success and validate yourself. In my diet journal example, nobody's going to come along and review my little food journal. Only me. But I played this game with myself, which is so warped, but so real. That if I don't write it down, then I'm going to see that I've done good, blah, blah, blah. But think about that. I don't write it down because I'm letting myself down because I'm embarrassed because, because I want to prove that it doesn't work. So at the end of the week, I can like present this journal to myself and say, wow, I did so good and I didn't lose any weight. What am I doing with that? What are you doing? It's tricking yourself. What are the standards <clears throat> that you can create for yourself? How can you validate yourself? Here's the thing. So often we buy programs. We hire coaches. We read books. We get in these little support groups, blah, 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 blah. Now, Programs are amazing. Books are amazing. Support groups are amazing. Coaching is amazing. If you define your own standards and you validate yourself, only you knows what works for you. Only you know how your body feels, if you're really doing the work. You're the only one that really knows that. I've paid a ton of money for coaches that I've sabotaged because of some fear. I've also paid a ton of money for coaches that have gotten me to that next level, that have helped me break through because I've been really honest about this is what I want. These are my standards, validating myself, using them in a way I know works for me. I need you to put pressure on me here. I need you to back off there. I need you to just tell me this. I need you to not tell me this. It's about that radical honesty with yourself and the way you work and the way your body works. And it's hard. We're going back to that change is hard. Living is hard. It's all hard. It all takes work. You can use, and you should use, 
whatever you need for you to get you through to that next level. Earlier, I mentioned the carrot and the stick. So I'm going to ask you a question. What motivates you more, positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement? That's something you need to know about yourself because it's different for everybody and it can be different in different circumstances. I respond to positive reinforcement. I am much more enthusiastic and excited and curious and willing to take risks for something positive than for something negative. You might be different. It's okay. What matters is knowing yourself. Let's go all the way back when I introduced the show. This is a show for women who want to get to know themselves. To get to know themselves. Do you know yourself? Do you know what motivates you? I know I do better when I'm working with the coach because I've got the accountability. And I also know that I don't like to disappoint people. I don't like to let people down. I know that about myself. So when I'm hiring coaches, that's the kind of coach that I need. That's the kind of program that I need is somebody to give me a date or a time and to say, this is what you need. And then I'll say, okay, because I'll do it because I don't want to let them down. Know yourself. If I said to you right now, I will give you $100 if you succeed at your resolution, would you be like, yeah, and work for it? Or if I said to you, unless you succeed at your resolution, you owe me $100, would that motivate you? I'll give you a hundred if you succeed. If you fail, you owe me a hundred. Sit with that. Which is motivating to you? Know yourself. Know what works for you. And don't get trapped in that illusion, that illusion of success, that illusion of doing it for somebody else, that illusion of, look, my diet journal is perfect. Illusion is deadly. The point of a resolution is to change. And that change should be permanent. Short-term gains and wins are really good because they keep you out going. But this is a long-term game. This is about who you want to be, how you want to experience life. I want to be connected. I want to be happy. I want to wake up every morning with enthusiasm for what's to come. I want to spend all day being joyful and feeling good and excited. And I want to go to bed every night feeling satisfied. That's what I want. That's what I work towards. Those are the kinds of people who seek me out because they want that same thing. There are hundreds of different programs and people and friends and coaching and masterminds and things, and we all go where it feels right to us. So know what feels right to you. Even if 10 of your best friends are doing some sort of a group and you're like, I don't feel it, then it's not the right group for you. 
Go to what feels good for you. The third thing that I want to say, the first thing was joy and pain, that inciting incident that made you change. The joy of how you want to be, not how you don't want to be. The second point was the work, really focusing in on you've got to do the work. It takes work. You can hire, you can read, you can do anything. I don't care. I don't know you best. You know you best. Some people don't want to tell anybody that they're changing. They just want to do it on their own and suck it up. Some people want to tell the whole world, guess what I'm doing? Guess what I'm doing? Because it motivates them. Know yourself, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, doing things alone, doing things with groups, doing things quickly. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Quickly versus slow. That's something for me. If I can do something faster, I would rather work harder in the short run than break it out. But not on everything. There's other things that I'd rather do in little slow increments. What about you? Do you want to work really hard and fast and sacrifice in the short run for long-term gain? Or do you want to remain a little more comfortable and just slowly do one thing at a time? Know yourself. Do what works the best for you. I know that we just did the little commercial about the Free to Flaunt program, but I just want to use this as an example. That is a three-month program. It's $97 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee a day. It's an amazing program. But that is built on slow and steady wins. The first month, you are given a journal prompt every single day. And the direction is to spend no more than a minute. No more than a minute. So that is less than 60 seconds a day responding to that journal prompt. What's brilliant about it is it's that micro habit. Writing, when you actually write pen to paper in cursive, it's a subconscious habit. So it starts targeting and changing the subconscious portion of your brain. So you don't even realize that you're changing, but every day in less than 60 seconds, as you write some things down, it wakes up that subconscious brain and it starts creating something new. So at the end of 30 days, you've written for less than 60 seconds, but suddenly you're different. And that's what's so amazing about that program, that week, that month one, it's just about waking up the subconscious. It's about getting in touch with these things that we're talking about. Who are you? What do you want? Not what you don't want. What works best for you? And then you're prepared for change. So then month two, you were given a two-minute meditation. Two minutes. That's it. The direction is to do that meditation while you're doing something else. You're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes a day. Did you know that? Two minutes. It's actually really long. <laughs> and some of the electric toothbrushes have the little two-minute timer. So most people have their phones readily available, right? You click the meditation, you listen to the meditation while you're brushing your teeth, while you're washing your face. 
while you're washing dishes. Or if you're an overachiever, while you crash out on the couch or the bed, you can just breathe and listen for two minutes. That's it. It takes that micro habit of less than a minute on the journal prompt and it bumps it up to two minutes for a meditation, not even requiring you to totally focus. So you go from stimulating the subconscious portion of the brain, moving up a level to tying the conscious together with the subconscious. So your brain is now really prepped. It's tilling the soil, then it's fertilizing the soil. Then month three, you were given a five minute movement video. Five minutes, five minutes. Again, the direction is to do this at a certain point in your day, like either when you're getting dressed, when you were getting undressed, changing, like when you come home from work. It's to tie this five minute movement video into your day, not as something layering on that now I have to do this. But the reason I do the movement video is because it's integrating. We are whole beings. We are minds. We are bodies. We are spirits. We have emotions. We have thoughts. We have feelings. We start with month one with the subconscious portion of the mind. We connect the conscious portion. And then with the movement, we embody what we wish to become. We embody those feelings, those sensations, those beliefs, those ideas. So we're tilling the soil. We're fertilizing the soil. Bam. Then we get physical and we've planted it. We have planted. The seed has been planted in nurtured soil, in fertilized soil, in tilled soil, in watered soil. So it can grow. Oh my gosh. I could talk about this forever, but how often have you just launched into a resolution with no prep? Me. <laughs> we all have, where we just launch into something, I'm going to clean eat, but we didn't make a shopping list or we didn't research it or we didn't, we don't have the right pans or whatever it is. Or we say, I'm going to do this, but we don't have the right skills. This even goes back to the Affair Recovery Weekend, where we learned all of these things about marriage, about communication, about vulnerabilities, about how our vulnerabilities that we've grown up with can trigger really dysfunctional behavior in a marriage context. Because as kids, we're in relationship with our parents. So then when we're in relationship with our spouse and one of our vulnerabilities is triggered, we go back to some of those childhood wounds and we relive them out subconsciously. Wow. Unless you know some of that, just saying, I resolved to have a really good marriage doesn't work because you haven't prepared the soil. Prepare your soil, people please. And that's what this free to flaunt program is all about. It's about preparing the soil. It's about knowing yourself. And it's about giving yourself the absolute best chance of success that you have got. Because that is my third point here. A resolution 
comes from the word resolve. Resolve is about permanent change. Resolve is about doing things different. It's about resolving, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, even when other people aren't doing it, even when. That's what resolve is all about. Resolution comes from resolve, meaning you have to have resolve to do it. Work can be fun. Resolve can be fun. Being resolute means standing in that power. I resolve to be a good person even when it's hard. Sometimes we all have grouchy days. I know I've had grouchy days where you just really want to do something obnoxious. You know, whether it's yelling at somebody who doesn't deserve it or dropping the ball on something, we all have those days where we're just like, forget it. I don't even want to do that. I'm not going to go out of my way for them. I go out of my way for them all the time and they never go out of their way for me. Forget it. (sighs) Then we resolve. No, I'm a good person. It's not their fault. I'm not going to blame them. I'm not going to take it out on them. I resolved to do the right thing. You have to dig deep. Same thing with a New Year's resolution or any kind of resolution. Sometimes I want the donut. Sometimes I want to go home and lay on the couch. But I resolve to do what's right, to bring myself joy, to take care of that which I love and I love me. And I resolve to do the best that I can for me in any circumstance. We talked about F in flaunt, which was find your fetish. The AU is accept unconditionally. And I think one of the most important things to do when we're dealing with resolutions is to accept unconditionally that a resolution takes resolve. And you've got to know yourself and know what you want and move into the joy and do all of that stuff that we talked about takes work. It takes resolve and a resolution is never a short-term thing. We don't say I resolve to stop smoking for these days and then I go back to it. We can't resolve to cut out sugar and to eat healthy because we want to lose weight. I mean, this is why people have that diet cycle. We resolve for a short term and then we lose the weight and then we go back to eating cake and fries. That's not a resolution. That's a roller coaster. Be honest. If you were going on a beach vacation and you only want to look good for a couple of weeks, by all means, cut out sugar for a couple of weeks, exercise for a couple of weeks, do whatever it takes for those couple of weeks. But a resolution is more than that. A resolution is something that you are resolute about. I want to be 180 and feel good, and to have clear thoughts, and a comfortable body, and connected happy relationships. So that means forever. It doesn't mean I can never have cake and fries. It means I have them less often. It means I have a smaller amount. 
Dry January isn't about dry January. Dry January is about waking you up to how you feel when you drink, how you feel when you don't drink. And if you are noticing a different, and if that is something that you choose to move into, it's about showing you the possibilities. So what is it for you? I'm going back to that question that I asked you early on. What is your resolution and why? What is the joy that that resolution will bring you? You know yourself. What's going to motivate you to get there? What do you need? Who do you need to hire? What do you need to read? What do you need to do to get you there? What's the work that you need to put in? And when it's hard to do the work, what is the motivation that you need? Do you need a mantra? Do you need a meditation? Do you need a friend? Do you need a coach? Do you need images? Do you need sound? Do you need, what do you need? It's so important to know what you need before you need it. Because there's nothing more frustrating being in a place of, I know I need help and I don't even know myself enough to know what I need. And again, we've all been there. But because you've all been there, do you want to do it again? Or do you want to do it better this time? Of course, I want you to join my free to flaunt program because it's going to change your life. But even if you don't, Know what you need. Know yourself. Start experimenting. I know I need positive reinforcement. I know I need negative reinforcement. I know I need a walk. I know I need a friend. What do you need to get you through the tough times? Because there will be tough times. It takes work. Change is hard. But a resolution means you will be resolute and you will Do it. I am an expert at helping people change. I am an expert at helping people rewire their brains permanently. Know yourself. Know what you need. Reach out. Get what you need. Decide what you want. Focus on the positive. We take care of what we love. Reach out to me, too, if you've got some questions. You can find me across all social. You can always email me, laura at laurachedle.com. And again, it's L-O-R-A. My Free to Flaunt program starts soon. And because it's been a really, really tough year, I'm offering it at a super crazy discount of only $97 a month for three months. Why three months if it takes 30 days to create a habit, you might be asking. Oh, I am so glad you asked. Do we ever do anything the first time we set out to do it? (laughs) The first time you try something, it's hard. There's bumps. Part of the reason that I spend three months, 90 days, is because I know there's fits and starts. There's false starts, and then we fall off the wagon. 
It's really hard to do something for 30 days. Let's be real. What I have learned is that in 90 days, we can get 30 days. It might happen closer to the beginning for some people, in which case fantabulous or flauntabulous. <laughs> then you use the end of the time to reinforce it could happen at the very end of the program, and that's fine because you know that you have tilled the soil and prepared your brain along the way. It could happen sometimes smack dab in the middle, and you get kind of the benefit of both. Early prep, tilling prep, and then support at the end. Whenever it happens, it's perfect for you. But this is part of that being realistic. It takes 90 days to get 30 days. Reach out. See, I told you I was an expert. I told you I know this stuff. <laughs> I know the tricks. I can totally get you there. Whether you call me, whether you reach out or join the program, reach out. I will help you. If you want to know the details of the program, go to lauracheadle.com slash free dash to dash flaunt. lauracheadle.com free dash to dash flaunt. And you can get all the details and you can sign up there. I want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for going deep with me again today. I know we're not done. I know. Last week, this week, next week, we're not done. Follow me across all social media. Oh, oh, oh. Join in the conversation every Monday morning at 1030 Mountain in the Flaunt Flock Facebook group. That's where I hang out every single Monday, and it'll give us a chance to get social, to interact, and I can answer your most pressing questions, whether it's about this show or another show. But I know this show is going to bring a lot of interaction. Last week, we talked about vision. This week, we've talked about resolutions. Next week, we're talking about self-sabotage. Ooh self-sabotage, all the things that we do to get in our own way. The reason I'm doing that show then is February 2nd is Groundhog Day and self-sabotage is like Groundhog Day. <laughs> 2020 was like Groundhog Day too. But it's one of those things that it pops up all the time. And it pops up so often that we don't even recognize that it happens sometimes. So if you can relate to that self-sabotage, making the same resolution year after year after year after year after year, be sure to join us next week. I can't wait to connect. Meet me in the Flaunt Flock on Monday mornings. Go to lauracheadle.com slash free to flaunt and find out more about my program. I can't wait to see you there. Have an amazing weekend. As usual, Always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com.